in Matthew, the 28th chapter, we have a record of Jesus speaking to his disciples just before he ascended to the Father. And he gave them the instructions that we today call the Great Commission. It is not called that in the New Testament, but we give it that title because it is a commission. He committed them to the entire universe, all living creatures, to take the message of salvation to them. And he did it by Matthew, and he did it by Mark, and he did it by Luke. And it's very important. He gave another commission to the 70 and to the apostles earlier, and we call it the limited commission. It's not designated as that in the New Testament, but we call it that because it was limited to the lost sheep of the house of Israel, to the Jews. And that was to preach that Christ was the Messiah, the promised one, and that each person that they preached to was to repent of their sins and to accept him as the Messiah. Then when he gave his life as a sacrifice and atonement for all people, his last time that he speaks to them is in the 16th verse of the 28th chapter. He said, Then the eleven disciples went away into Galilee, into the, the mountain, where Jesus had appointed them. And when they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power, that is all authority, is given unto me in heaven and on earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always even unto the end of the world, or the end of the ages. Amen. What a wonderful promise. What a wonderful time it is for us to read that and understand that this is a command that is to you and to me. We take pride in the fact that we are included in this. Go ye therefore and teach all nations. That Mark says, go make, go preach to every creature. Luke said, thus it behoved Christ to suffer and rise from the dead, that repentance and remission of sin should be preached in his name among all nations. Similar to what he said here. Matthew and Mark teach that they were to be baptized, 
And then, according to Matthew, he says, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. Teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always. I want to select as a theme from this reading the presence of Jesus Christ, the presence of God, the presence of the Holy Spirit, the fact that God has promised to you and to me to be with us, but he also asks us to do something. And this something is to share the good news, the gospel, the gospel that he said here to go teach and to preach is the good news that he died, that he was buried, and that he rose again, and that he lives. He lives. When we think of that, he was. we read to communion that he was declared to be the Son of God with power from God the Father who raised him from the dead. So what we're thinking about is that we now have the right to walk and to talk with Jesus, to work with him, to let him guide us and direct us, to be obedient unto him. And we need to share with people just the simple gospel story that he died, was buried, and was raised, and ask people if they accepted that, that he's with us, that he's the Lord, that he's the King, that he's the Savior, and that he promises to be with everyone. And I guess a good question that we ask people would be, do you have the Lord Jesus Christ? Have you received him? Have you put him on? That would be a good question. This would be a good way to approach people. And then if they had not, may I share with you the great theme of the Bible, that he is available to everyone, that he can be walked with, talked with, and that most of all, we can have the holiness and the forgiveness that everyone needs, and that we can be equally <clears throat> as permissible to talk to the Father because we know him and we're in him as he is. Now, he's our mediator. He's our king. He's our God. But man has missed this point ever since he created us and put us on this earth. What is it that is so difficult for man in the flesh to crowd God out of our lives? Why is it? This is the mystery, no doubt, that has been opened up and made known to all people. And once we understand it, Paul told the Ephesians, the mystery I make known unto you. And he said, that I may make all men see what is the fellowship of the mystery, which from the beginning of the world hath been hid in God, but now 
is made known in Christ Jesus. So we really have something to offer. Jesus promised that he'll be with us while we're doing this. Now man has made a lot of mistakes, and the greatest mistake is that he's failed to recognize the presence and that God is with us. We get discouraged because we're not growing and we don't have a good number. We don't have all of our pews filled up. And there's very few effort that is, is being put forth on the part of any of us to make it different. Maybe one of the greatest things would be if we can understand the Lord is with us. All things are possible with God. He has all power in heaven and earth. He came to these people. He said, all power in heaven and earth has been given unto me. Now, if you had all the power in heaven and earth and you have a mission to do, why is it that we slack and we don't carry it out? It must be because we are out of connection with the power and the strength. And one of the things is not telling the story, not sharing the story. We all have regrets by not sharing it. I had a funeral this week, this last week, a man that I'd met and connection with, but he wasn't baptized. He didn't. He didn't obey the gospel. I have no way of describing to you the emotions that I had to say the last things, and all I could do is just talk about how Christ can heal and forgive and help. Here's a man that I had touched base with not very much. But we look back, and when we see his death and we see it now is in the hands of a Lord that, that is going to hold us all accountable. Where do we stand? We need to share Jesus Christ. We can't make people respond to him. But we can expound to them and express to them the greatness of Jesus and that he's with us. Now let us just go through. Let us just go through. I, I want everyone to turn to Nehemiah, the ninth chapter, please. And let me <clears throat> describe to you that Nehemiah was a cup barrier. And he'd been picked out from that Babylonian captivity to come back and to help to get Israel, the chosen people, back close to God. Ever since the day God created man, Adam and Eve, and the devil interfered, and you know we have a lot of interference today in serving Jesus. It's our own emotions. It's our own lack of faith. And lack of understanding, he's with us. Or we wouldn't interfere with each other like we do. But Adam and Eve, they listened to someone else that instead of God, God said, you eat of this fruit and you'll die. They didn't listen. 
This great message that if we can share the death, burial, and resurrection and Christ is living and he's with us, with everybody, we're doing the same thing that Adam and Eve should have done by telling the Satan that they were sufficiently guided and provided for and they didn't have to listen to him, but they didn't. They made a mistake. And man's been making it ever since. Now, God has never forsaken us. Well, it looks like that he did. But he's always, in our rebellion, in our refusal to put him first, he's always held on. He's always looked. He's always desirous to save us. We're his creation. Now, I want you to read with me the ninth chapter of Nehemiah because it is a review. When they came together... <clears throat> Now the twentieth in the twentieth and the fourth day of this month and the children of Israel were assembled with fasting and sackcloth upon them uh, and, and earth upon them. And the seed of Israel separated themselves from all strangers and stood and confessed their sins and, and their iniquities of their fathers. Now, they'd been, for 70 years, they'd been in captivity, and God had brought them back and made the countries pay the taxes and gather the money and pay their way back. God had brought them back to Jerusalem. They were rebuilding the walls, and they were worshiping again, and they were restating. And now they looked back, and they saw from the beginning of time how that man and their ancestors and their relatives had done God. They stood up in their place and read in the book of the law of their God, one-fourth part of the day. And another part of the day, they just confessed and worshiped the God, the Lord their God. Now, isn't that wonderful? If we could just come to grips with this and say, God, the way we can get, we can take an example from old Nehemiah and we can come back and we say, God, we just haven't been doing what we ought to do. Now, we're going to confess our sins, and, and we're going to let Jesus be the powerhouse and be the powerful one, and we're going to do all of those things. Look at verse 5, the latter part of it. Lord, your God forever and ever, and blessed be thy glorious name, which is exalted above all blessing and praise. Thou, even thou, art Lord alone. The sixth verse. And thou hast made heavens, and the heaven of heavens, with all their host, and the earth, and all things that are therein, and the seas, and all that therein, and thou preservest them all, and the host of heaven worshipeth thee. What a wonderful thing to come back from captivity for 70 years, and come back and say, our fathers have sinned so many times. We understand that. This law has been given, we've neglected it, but just forgive. Thou art the Lord, the God, who didst choose Abraham and brought us him out of the earth of the Chaldees and gave him the name of Abraham and found his heart faithful before thee and made us a covenant with him to give the land of, Cana of the Canaanites, the Hittites, of the Amorites, and the Parasites, and the Jebusites, and the Gershites. To give it, I say, to his seed, and hast performed thy words, for thou art righteous. Now, 430 years before they went down to Egypt, uh, he made this promise. 
Then they went down into Egypt and stayed there a long time. And then he finally brought them out after 40 years wandering in the wilderness and gave them this land. But he, then he stops here and he says, You saw our affliction of our fathers in Egypt and heard us their cry by the river, Red River. Red Sea. And showed signs and wonders unto Pharaoh and all his servants and all the people of his land. For thou knew that they dealt proudly against them. So didst thou give thee a name as it is this day. And thou didst divide the sea before them so that they went through the midst of the sea on the dry land and their persecutors uh, that threw, you threw in the deep as a stone into the mighty waters. Now here are people who are looking back years and years before this and seeing that God was with them. Jesus said that I'll be with you always, even to the end of the world. You know, God hasn't left us. Jesus hasn't left us. If anybody's moved, we have moved. And if anybody ever sinned, these people sinned, but God is still saying, and they're saying here worshiping, years and years and years later, they're saying, look what you did to help them. We can draw near unto God by looking back and seeing what man has done, mistakes that man has done, and we can ask for God to help us in the time when we make mistakes of not sharing the Lord Jesus Christ with the people we know. You led them in the day by a cloud of pillow. What was that? He said, I'm here. I'll be with you always. I'll be with you always. He had a sign over there to tell those people he's with us always. He has one for us, his own words. And in the night, a pillar of fire, he was there. They couldn't see him. They could see the fire at night, and they could see the cloud at day, but they knew Jesus was there, and that taught them. Now, since that's there, it is there for our observation, too. The things written before time are written for our learning upon whom the ends of the ages are come. Jesus is with us. He hasn't left us. By the people who come forth and take communion on Sunday morning and worship and, and adore him because he was raised, because he saved us, because we've baptized into him, because he's our Lord, we're still with him. We just need to understand he has all power. We need to share him with others. In the 13th verse, he recognized it and said, Well, you came down on Mount Sinai, and you spake with them from heaven, and gave them the judgments and the true laws and the good statutes and the commandments, and made us known unto them the holy Sabbath and the commandments, the precepts and statutes and laws by the hand of Moses. And more than that, what you did, you gave them bread from heaven. Look at that 15th verse. For their hunger, and you gave them brought forth water out of the rock for their thirst, and you promised them that you would go to uh, with them to possess the land which uh, they you had sworn to them a long time. They didn't believe it, and they, they because they didn't believe he's with them, they had to dis delay it for forty years, and nobody got to go in but two people. Same mistake is made over and over. Look at the 16th verse. But they and our fathers dealt proudly. 
and hardened their necks, and hearkened not thy commandments. Could that apply to us today? Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. All authority has been given unto me in heaven and earth. Go make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever commanded you. And lo, I'm with you always, even to the end of the world. Do we identify with this? I think so. Look at the 17th verse. And they refused to obey, neither were mindful of thy wonders that thou didst among them, but hardened their necks, and in their rebellion appointed a captain to turn to their bondage. But thou art God. Thank God Nehemiah recognized it many years later. Ready to pardon Gracious, merciful, slow to anger, and of great kindness. But you didn't forsake them. He's not going to forsake us. But he wants us to have faith. He wants us to share the gospel with others. Whom do you know? You know, when the insurance salesman comes in, and it's a lot of mass marketing today, so it's done through the mail, and not as much individual as you. But you know the way they do? They go in and they sell man protection. Do you love your family? Do you know that any American father only has about 18 months of income? And what if at the supermarket somebody hijacked the car and killed you and you didn't come home tonight? What would have happened after that 18 months? Well, here you just take a little money and we'll create an estate of $250,000 and it'll supply that. And you spend that much money on fire insurance and it's just one out of 15, one out of 1,500 chances that you'll ever have that. And so they make a sale. They make a sale. And then when they get through, they say, do you know who's your brother, your sister, your father and your mother? Who's somebody else that like created a state like, I, like you had right here? Uh, and they try to get three names. And then they go call them and, and they give them their story. And you know, the people of the world are wiser than we. If we could share the good news that Jesus said, I have all authority. I'll be with you. I want to give eternal life. I want to give life to the people. Forever and ever, you go share with them that. And yet we have failed to open up our mind. What he did in this chapter, he went all the way through every, the judges, the kings, the northern and the southern kingdom, 
and even their captivity and brought them right down to where they were. The right now to the time that God, that they were worshiping God. And I think today, if we want to bless Jesus and capitalize upon his power and his strength, we need to say, Lord, you didn't ever forsake these people in all of these times and the way they rebelled against you. I know you haven't forsaken me, and you just need to give me strength to, to share the good news and give me help to just share it with people while I live. Now, if you're here this morning and you haven't obeyed Christ and you don't take him away from you, you you're hazarding your life and your eternity. Because all you have to do today is just believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him might not perish but have everlasting life. And then at the conclusion, he said, yes, you believe. And, and Jesus said, if you're not born of the water and the Spirit, you can't enter the kingdom of heaven. And then he gave the great sermon through Peter. He was still had all power and all authority. And he was up in heaven at the right hand of God. And he preached through Peter. And he told those people who crucified him. Through Peter, he said, you've taken and by wicked hands you've crucified and slain the Lord of glory. They said, what should we do? And he said, well, you just repent and be baptized, every one of you. And you'll receive the Holy Spirit. And you'll receive permission of your sins. And that's just what you do today. Paul put it another way to the Galatians. He said, we're all children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. Just as many of us as have been baptized into Christ have put him on. You put him on with all of his power and with all of his strength. And he'll be with you always, even to the end of the earth. Just share eternal life with people. Just share the story of Jesus. He's powerful. He is the Lord. You can confess him just like the Ethiopian eunuch did. And as the Philip said, as he asked Philip, he said, well, what, what, what hindered me to be baptized? He said, if you believe, you may. And he took him the same time and, and he just baptized him. And so did old Cornelius and others. Eight cases in the book of Acts. It's so simple. We shouldn't let our loved ones and people we know slip away into eternity without just obeying the simple gospel of Christ. If you're here, you haven't obeyed, you can obey in the next five minutes. We're going to sing a song. We're going to give you the entertainment. That's something we just started. It's not in the Bible that you have to sing a song. But we just do that to encourage people. You could just say, say, I want to be baptized right now. That's the way they did on the day of Pentecost. I wonder why he will be baptized. I want to respond to my Lord. He said, he said for you to go teach everybody and that he'd give us remission of sins and that he'd be with us. I want him to be with me. Why don't you come as we stand together and sing?